good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now, or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again, wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. And so I want to share with you the ways that I prepared for this, because again, I've been envisioning this for about a year and a quarter now. So it's, it's not, it wasn't kind of like a last minute decision. It's something that I needed to plan for pretty far in advance, given the work that I do. So here, here are the main things. And there are six main things that I did to prepare and We'll start with the first one. So the first main thing that I did to prepare for my sabbatical was when I made the decision that I was going to do this, I got clear and just said, this, this is going to 2023 is going to be the year that I do this. It's going to be the month of August. Welcome to Herself, an internal family systems and women's spirituality podcast and a space for you to come home to your innate wholeness and wisdom. You're in the right place if you're devoted to showing up for not only your outer, but also your inner life with courage and compassion. And if you feel inspired to do that in the good company of other women who are also committed to cultivating greater and greater levels of inner peace and outer fulfillment. I'm your host, Sarah Avon Stover, the author of three books, a certified internal family systems practitioner, and a pioneering teacher of women's spirituality for the past 24 years and counting. Here, we explore all different facets 
of a woman's spiritual and healing journey, both the pretty and the not so pretty parts. And we do this through wisdom talks, practical guidance for navigating the ups and downs of our paths with more grace and gusto, and conversations with other inspiring wayfinders. Above all, if you're here, you know that your continued deepening also serves the healing of our world. I'm happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to outline for you how I prepared for my month-long sabbatical, which is happening this month in August. It has been a long time coming, and my sabbatical actually started at the end of this past week, and it goes into full effect this coming week, and I am taking off until after Labor Day. I have had a long-time vision of taking the month of August off. I've been inspired by the European way of life, which is to most everyone takes the whole month of August off. And I feel like that's a really sane and sustainable way to live, both for individuals and for businesses. And I would also extend that out to a culture at large. And I just think it's really refreshing to go to European cities in August and just to see signs on business doors saying, closed for the month of August come back in September. And I have been closing my business for the last two weeks in August for about 10 years. Now we closed for two weeks in the summer and two weeks in December over the holidays. And I feel like this is important because it gives me time to rest, but it also gives my team more time to rest, even though they don't work for me full-time. They're also, they're independent contractors and also work for other people but it also gives my business time to rest. And I think that that's important just to not have activity happening during a couple, a couple windows each year. And last summer I came close to taking a month off, but it didn't, didn't quite, didn't quite get to the full depth of rejuvenation that I am aiming for this year. And that's just because of just the circumstances of my life. So this feels like it was a kind of a, a sequential sequential building towards this year. So last year, during the first week of August, I moved into a new home and we all know how moving goes. It's very full on, very, um, very stressful, very tiring. And after that, I worked for a week because I took the week off when I was moving and worked intensively with clients and prepared for my, my few weeks away. And then I went to Europe for three weeks, but before I did that, before I left, I signed on with my literary agent, which was really exciting. And when I left for my trip, she and I were in pretty much daily or even multiple times a day communication making last minute edits to my book proposal because we decided we were going to do an exclusive submission to Sounds True, which is my number one choice for a publisher. And so we were going back and forth, making those edits and then submitting it to submitting the book proposal to Sounds True. And then while I was traveling in Europe last summer, I got word from Sounds True, they were interested in talking with me. So I had a meeting with them while I was away. And all of this is to say that, you know, it wasn't my time off last summer. While it was really wonderful, 
it wasn't the kind of deep rest that I am really craving this year, which I normally crave when I take time off. Because one of the ways that I cultivate space for that rest is to completely unplug, to not not be in my email inbox at all. I actually, I have a personal email inbox and I have a business email inbox. Actually, I have a few business email inboxes, but that's gonna be a story for another time. But kind of my my public business email inbox, which I would use to communicate with my literary agent and sounds true. I was needing to check that pretty much daily, which is not my first choice when I'm on vacation by any means. But it was worth it because when I got home from the trip, I signed on, signed a contract with Sounds True, and then spent spent the next several months writing the book. And now the book is in the final stages of production. It's going to be out in May. And so time was really of the essence with that. And I was on board with that because my book at that time was my number one priority. But I knew that this year, after such a full year of writing my book, amongst other things, I wrote my book, I built a new website, I created several online programs, the main one being Becoming Whole, which I launched twice. And I also created a new program, She Serves, which just started last week, and a couple of on-demand programs, which some of you may have enjoyed, uh, Befriending Your Inner Critic, as well as the Daily Parts Meditation Kit. I also built up my team this year to bring on more support for myself and my students and clients. And throughout all this, I worked intensively with a new business coach and mastermind, which whenever I invest in something like that, I make sure to really juice the orange all the way and get as much as I can out of it. And so it I've been working a lot and it's been worth it for sure. I'm really proud of what I've created this year. And I know that this coming year is going to be full too. You know, book launch year is always a full year. So I knew that August was going to be the time to recharge. Last year, I think it was last spring, spring of 2022, I interviewed uh, Crystal Jones, who's an IFS assistant trainer. And she was talking about how she was taking two months of sabbatical last summer. She was taking off, I think it was part of June and July and some of August. And when I heard her share that, I felt this ping of envy. And I know that whenever I feel envy, it's a sign of something that that I want to do or that I want to be or that I want to experience. And so I really listened to that. And Simultaneously, one of my business mentors, Amy Porterfield, also took a sabbatical last summer. And I listened to her share about that in some of her podcast episodes. Her podcast is Online Marketing Made Easy. And so kind of my wheels started turning in, inside. And I was thinking, well, I know that I've had this long-term vision of taking a month-long sabbatical and I actually want to extend this in future years. I don't know if that will be coming next year because of my book launch, probably not, but maybe beyond that, you know, to maybe to do like a couple of weeks into July, maybe eventually the whole month of July, the whole month of August to feel more, to have my summers feel more like they did when I was younger, where, you know, you'd have your summer vacation after from school. And it was just this long expanse of, spaciousness and free time and 
my body, my soul really craves spaciousness. You know, I love my work. I love creating and being productive. And I also love counterbalancing that with these periods of rest and enjoyment and play and spaciousness and, and being unplugged from being in communication with so many people. And so I want to share with you the ways that I prepared for this, because again, I've been envisioning this for about a year and a quarter now. So it's, it's not, it wasn't kind of like a last minute decision. It's something that I needed to plan for pretty far in advance, given the work that I do. So here, here are the main things. And there are six main things that I did to prepare. And we'll start with the first one. So the first main thing that I did to prepare for my sabbatical was one, I made the decision that I was going to do this. I got clear and just said, this, this is going to 2023 is going to be the year that I do this. It's going to be the month of August. And then I planned accordingly. I planned far in advance. And first thing I did was I put it in my calendar and I have two calendars. I have a personal calendar on Google. I have a business calendar on Google. Actually, I have a couple of business calendars on Google, but again, that's a, that's a conversation for another time. And I really believe in the saying that if it's not scheduled, it's not real. So really put it in there so that I remember as I'm scheduling other things, as I'm looking ahead, I remember that these dates are blocked out. These dates, nothing, nothing can be scheduled. And I built this into my teaching schedule for the year. I built this into my business model. So for example, Women's House of Wisdom, which I revamped a bit this past year, and I opened it to some founding members last fall. And in that invitation, I said, I'm not teaching in August and December. And I just made that clear right, right out of the gate and I did the same with She Serves when I invited founding members in uh, last month. She Serves as my program for female healers, coaches, therapists, and just made it clear that during the months of August and December, we'll have some other events, but I am not teaching anything live. And so this is to really be clear about expectations, but also to set up an example of this is one way that one important way that we can be more sustainable in our businesses and our lives. And then my programs, my actually my only program that is that that I run live that's not a continuous program is becoming whole. It's a six-week program. And obviously I made sure to end that and not be offering it well and on sabbatical. So the last cohort just ended at the end of July. And so that made me, you know, free and clear to just close the program, say goodbye to everyone, and then go on sabbatical the following week. So the second thing that I did to prepare for my sabbatical is I communicated boundaries up front, and then I stayed true to those boundaries. Because one of the things that can happen is we can have, we can have something called the creep, where we can, we can block time off. And I've been guilty of this at other times, for sure. We can block things up, off, and then we can feel really tempted to still schedule things or to kind of chisel away at the edges until our time off becomes much smaller and smaller and smaller. So I was really clear that that's not something that I was going to do. 
And I was also really clear with my team and with my students that this sabbatical is happening again to manage expectations. Also with my book editor and my publishing team at Sounds True, there are some, some moving parts that, that are still happening right now. And far in advance, I let them know, you know, before the summer came, these are the dates I'm available this summer. These are the dates that I'm not. So they could also plan accordingly at their end. So there's things that I was working on right up until I went on sabbatical and things I'll be working on right when I come back to just prepare the book before it goes to printer. So that way there's no surprises for anyone and everyone kind of is on the same page and knows what's gonna happen. And I would say when in doubt, and this is one of my principles in my team is to over-communicate and just to, just to share everything that you possibly can rather than sharing too little or rather than under-communicating because that's, that's where misunderstandings can happen. The third thing that I did to prepare for my sabbatical is I have created systems in my business. And this is not something that is, this is not a new thing. I've been creating systems for over 10 years now. And I, I started with, I hired my first business manager. I think it was like 2012 or 2013. And she really knew a lot about building up systems in the back end of a business. And I learned a lot from her. And I really took to it because I love planning. I love organizing, including organizing the back end of my business. And a big part of this is creating SOPs. And SOPs is an acronym for standard operating procedures. And I keep all of my businesses SOPs in a Google Drive. And we have a Google, Google Drive folder for my team with different aspects of the business. And one of them is just for SOPs. And so this allows for routine processes to be done by my team members without me needing to be present. And they're very clear. They're step-by-step. -step. Some are just written. Some have screenshots. Some have Loom videos showing the process. But this way, a team member can take anything like formatting this podcast episode and the email that will go out with it, the social media posts that will go out with it. All of this has been put out as a result of an SOP in my business. I've just recorded it and then my team does the rest with the SOP. And so that really allows me to not need to be present doing everything. I wanna take a short break from today's conversation to invite you to a retreat I'm leading this fall. It's called Filling Your Well and it's happening from Thursday, September 28th to Sunday, October 1st at Jarala Mountain Center, which was formerly Shambhala Mountain Center here in the mountains of Colorado. And over these four days, we will slow way down together. You will step away from the demands of your daily life and all the duties that come with it. And together in a sacred women's community, we'll engage in practices to help you connect with your deepest self. Spaciousness, silence, Nature, connection with the sacred, which is also within each of us, are some of our most fundamental needs as human beings. And these are needs that are not so easily met in our day-to-day -day lives, in our culture that is moving very quickly and often with a lot of noise and stimulation. So together we'll meditate, take walks in nature, practice yin and gentle flow yoga, 
We'll eat healthy meals mindfully and we'll fill up with inspiration and rest to best prepare to transition into a new season. I'd love to see you there. And you can learn more at my website, sarahavonstover.com forward slash offerings. That's sarahavonstover.com forward slash offerings. Or you can find that link in the show notes. And now back to today's conversation. The fourth thing that I've done to prepare for my time away is that I have prepared my team, not only with SOPs, but also with tasks for the time while I'm away and makes it a little easier that two weeks of the time that I'm away, the business is closed. So that's really just two weeks that I needed to kind of front load, preload expectations for my team. And so I really set clear goals and expectations for each of the team members and map those out and map the tasks out in Asana, which is my project management software. And one of my team members is an operations manager. And so she helps to keep an eye on things while I'm away and to, to look things over and just to make sure things are running, running smoothly in my absence. The fifth thing that I did to prepare for my sabbatical was I very intentionally gave myself an off ramp in the beginning of my time off. And this is like, you know, I learned how to drive on a stick shift car and we know that with a stick shift, when we are driving in fourth gear or even fifth gear, we are going to need, if we want to slow down we're going to need to downshift gradually, downshift into fourth gear, third, second, first, and then into neutral and into park. And so same with myself. It's like, I want to decrease my speed gradually. I've been moving at a pretty fast speed for over a year now. And I want to, I can't expect myself to drop into deep relaxation right away. I need to give myself space and time to shift into that. And so I've scheduled some body work, some yoga classes, just some outing with friends to, to, to do some enjoyable things that are also relaxing. And then I know that deeper into my sabbatical, there will be more white space, more unstructured time. And I know that when I get deeper in that I will be in a more down-regulated state that I'm moving into a deeper place of rest. I also scheduled some routine doctor's appointments towards the end of my sabbatical. I didn't want to do that at the front end or in the middle because I just knew I'm just going to want to have space and not be scheduled because I have been very heavily scheduled this past year. And I'm really looking forward to not having things on my calendar that I need to show up for, even if it's an appointment for my own well-being. And so just and it's also easier to schedule doctor's appointments when I have more time off than during the regular work rhythm. I have just more flexibility. Of course, I still do that when I'm working, but um, just some, some annual appointments, I just scheduled more towards the end of the sabbatical. But otherwise, there's a lot of open space. And that's what brings me to the sixth thing that I've done to prepare for my sabbatical, which is really getting clear on my intentions in advance. And my main intentions here are to rest. And again, that doesn't always need to be like being horizontal resting, but there's also active rest, you know, doing things that feel relaxing and enjoyable for me, like going for walks and hikes, 
going to dance classes, going to yoga classes, going out to eat with friends or with my partner. But above all, it was to really be unstructured and not to pile on projects for me to do, even if they're projects that I enjoy. And I also knew that I want to read, specifically, I want to read novels and not nonfiction books, not not personal development books, not business books, but novels just for pure enjoyment. I also want to get my art supplies out. I love to paint watercolors and acrylics, and I haven't done that in a long time. So I'm going to get my, my paints out and take time to paint. I want to, as I, as I mentioned, you know, go to yoga classes, also just do my home practice, meditate, go for walks with my dog. I'm doing a little bit of travel, one, one trip. It's not international. I didn't want to do a big international trip this year, but just one trip that's going to be restorative where I can really just rest, be in nature, read, paint, that kind of thing. You know, not, not sightseeing, not needing to get my passport out, not needing to, um, not needing to, to really have big changes in time zones. I could disrupt my sleep rhythms but to have, have it be really meadow, mellow. And I know that the health of my business, the health of the work that I share with people is really, is really reflective of my own health and well-being. And so I know that my business is going to thrive the more that I ter- take care of myself. I know that I can serve and support my students and clients to a much greater depth the more, the more restored I am, because then I can come from a place of a lot of abundance and a lot of graciousness that is hard to access when, when we're spread too thin. And that's really important to me. So those, those are my priorities. And I'm just going to recap these for you, the, the six things that I've done to prepare for my sabbatical. The first thing is I made the decision that I'm doing this and then I'm doing this in August. And then I planned far in advance, well in advance. Number two, I communicated that this was happening. I communicated boundaries and I enforced those boundaries as needed. Three, I created systems in my business so things can run when I'm away. Four, I prepared my team to really set them up, set them up for success within these systems while I'm away. Number five, I've given myself an, on, an off-ramp during my sabbatical to move from a higher speed to a lower speed and ultimately down to zero. And I got clear on my intentions of what, what's most important to me during this time off that I have, because I know that's really precious. I know that I've done a lot of work to prepare my life and to prepare my business model for this to happen. And so I want to really take advantage of it. And I'm curious with you, have you ever taken a sabbatical or if not, is this something that, that you feel called to do? And if so, if you have done one, are are there things that you did to prepare? And if you are considering it, are, are there any of these things that I've shared that, that do you feel inspired to implement to help you prepare for your time off? But above all, I thank you for listening. I thank you for being here. And I look forward to sharing with you how this sabbatical went once I get to the other side of it. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Herself Podcast. 
And thank you for taking the time to turn in and tend to yourself. This is a lifelong journey and every little step we take matters. Along the way, I'm right here walking beside you, sharing my own twists and turns and what I learned from them as we go. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to go deeper with me by enrolling in my free course, Seven Habits of Whole Women. Just head over to sarahavonstover.com, click on the link in the top right corner of the page, and the first day of this free seven-day mini course will be sent to you right away. Inside, you'll discover simple things you can do to experience your wholeness more often, starting right now. And if you haven't already, I invite you to hit subscribe on this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, I'd also be very grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way, other women who might enjoy this can better find it too. Above all, keep going. I believe in you. And until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.